Hello, friends. Um, so I'm here to just tell you about um, how magics are handled in Alpine because I think it's interesting. Um, Alpine is a simple to use framework, but internally it has all sorts of extra complexities because JavaScript frameworks are not easy. And yeah, um, one of the bits that I, I guess, so I'm working on this model thing that I just tweeted about trying to come up with a better, that's not the topic of this episode. I think I talked to you about it before, but yeah, trying to come up with a better way to extract blade components and other things like that. But that's not really the point. The point is, is that the API is a magic property. And I just think it's kind of interesting, clever, and maybe not common knowledge how magics work in Alpine. Um, because they feel like magic. It's basically these properties like things you've probably used, like refs. If you have X ref on an element and you want to access it, you do dollar sign refs and then dot and then the name of it. Um, there's a bunch of them. There's ID, there's next tick, there's effect, I think. Um, there's watch. I'm trying to think of other ones that are, oh, L is super commonly used. That's probably the one I use the most. Dollar sign L just gets you the current element that you're using. And let's actually pick on dollar sign L. I think that's probably a good one. Maybe also dollar sign watch. We'll will use as well that just allows you to register a watcher for an alpine property um so the the experience of using a magic is simple it's there are these dollar sign variables that are just magically available to you everywhere in alpine so if you're in a standard alpine expression like x text or x on click or something you can just use them dollar sign and then the name and then that's it um if you're in like a an alpine component that's like in a separate file, a separate JavaScript file, you use this dot and then that magic. So like you still need a way to access it um, because some of these things are very useful. Like there's really no other good way to get the current element that an expression is being run on without just dollar sign L. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of interesting how it works. How might you think it works? How does it just magically appear there? Well, maybe it's global scope. Um, Maybe it's replaced at runtime. Maybe like, how does it, how does it, how do you write dollar sign L and how does it know what element is on and how to even execute that code to get the current element? Well, here it is. Um, one really important thing that Alpine used, I remember when I was writing Alpine, I was trying to achieve Vue.js's syntax where you have a data object with properties and values like foo and bar like property is foo, so you have like data, foo, colon, and then a string bar or something. How come in view you can do vtext and just say foo without saying this.foo or data.foo or something? How can you access a property of an object just as a normal variable? What is view doing? Is it scanning that object and is it creating local scope variables for each of those properties and then putting those in the scope and then allowing you to run it and access it like that? That is not how it works. Um, so what Vue, what I learned that Vue uses when I was first writing Alpine, ChatGPT could have made this a lot easier if it existed back then. Um, but I had to like source dive Vue's code base to find the one little line in there that unlocks this. And that is um, the with statement in JavaScript. So in JavaScript there, you know, like you have a for statement or an if statement. It's like a control statement like that. There's with in JavaScript and you could just say with and then you pass an object and then curly braces. And now everything inside of that with statement will have access 
to all the properties of that object as just plain variables. So it's kind of considered like dangerous or something or bad, or you basically, it's kind of the thing that's like, you're not going to use this in your everyday apps. And if you do, it's not going to be a great experience for people using your app because it's pretty undiscoverable. There's not a lot of good reasons to use this in your own applications, but this is a darn good utility for what we're trying to do in Alpine and in view expressions. Um, so we use it, the with statement. So that's that. So I guess you could say like that, that like dollar sign L, if you're calling that, it accesses it because dollar sign L is a property of the data object. So I take you do X data foo bar or whatever. I take that object and I add all the magics as properties to that object. Okay, so then you might think like, oh, that seems pretty heavy. So every time I write X data, you're taking that object and you're adding like 10 or N new properties for each of these magics with their own functions and their own state and um, and all that. How does that, you know, how do you handle that? And it's like, yeah, well, okay, let's just say that, let's just do that. Let's just say that I do that, that I take X data and I literally do like your object, your data object dot dollar sign L equals, and then the current element. Okay. So let's say that we do that. That's fine. Now in an element deeper within that component, you call dollar sign L, you just reference dollar sign L. Well, if you think about it, you want dollar sign L to be the element that you're currently using dollar sign L on, not the X data element. So that's not going to work. There has to be some sort of runtime thing. So that dollar sign get needs, or the dollar sign L that I added as a property to your data object needs to be a getter. And if you didn't know that getters and setters are a thing in JavaScript, they're really nice. It's like so wonderful. I wish, well, do I wish PHP had them? I probably do. I don't know. Um, but you can basically in an object say, I could say get dollar sign L and then a return a function. And then that function can be smart about knowing what element is currently being evaluated or what element has the expression that's currently being evaluated. And I can return that. So now these dollar sign L, they seem like just variables. It seems like dollar sign L is just a variable, but it's not. It's actually a getter on the object using the with statement so that you can basically get that element at runtime. So what I do when I take this X data object is I inject all these getters and setters for, well, just getters. Um, for all of all of these magics and you do that. So if you already have an object, how do you add a getter to an existing object? Well, there's a JavaScript API called object.defineProperty where you can basically at runtime define a new property on a JavaScript object and you can specify it as a getter setter pair. And you can specify other options like, is it enumerable? If somebody does for or object.entries on your object, are they gonna get that getter in the list? And so you can set enumerable to false. I think that's the default actually. And there's a few other ones. There's um, accessible or um, not like mutable or accessible, but something like that, like I for read only maybe where it's like, you can't write to it. You can specify all those things using object.define property. It's kind of like the under the hood way of, of interacting with JavaScript objects that you kind of don't do a lot in user land, but when you're writing frameworky stuff, you do. Um, and another reason, so I set enumerable to false so that you're not going to see them if you're looping through your data. Views reactivity engine isn't going to mess with them or try to add reactivity to them um, because you could have all sorts of weird things where if you run object.entries, it would call all your getters 
and that's not what we want. You know, we want to keep them lazy. So by defining these properties at runtime, making them getters, and then making them enumerable false, we kind of prevent all of that and only run the magics when they are accessed. So it's really efficient. Um, and then, of course, there's a whole system where if that element is removed, we need to release all those magics from, from memory so that it doesn't hold references to those. So we do that. When you reference $L on an element, I am also registering a cleanup to tear down that, uh, that function that gets returned or that element that gets returned um, to release that from memory so that the magic isn't the thing holding up that element from being garbage collected. And that was a memory leak that existed in Alpine for a while. Um, that thank you uh simone for identifying and fixing and so that is fixed now um but yeah it's just kind of interesting because it's like we really rely on a f on a handful of things like just the fact that you can type x text dollar sign l dot text content or something or whatever x on click dollar sign l dot delete or remove or inner text equals the fact that you can do that is like well you have a string on the element that's a javascript expression how do we evaluate that well, we use JavaScript's eval, not literally. There's a better there's a better syntax where you create a function constructor in JavaScript that essentially allows you to turn a string into a runtime function and pass it scope. Um, so we do that. We create that function based on that string, and then we wrap it inside a with statement and provide it the x data scope that you have that has the getter that's falsely enumer that's not enumerable, and uh, makes it all lazy and just returns to you that function at runtime when you call dollar sign l. So it's like all of these kind of somewhat dangerous under the hood mechanisms in JavaScript that enable this really nice, beautiful experience. Um, yeah, so I just think that's fun because if you didn't have the with statement, think about that for a second. If you didn't have the with statement and you set a variable, like if you wanted, this is one of the hangups actually with like, if if we didn't use with, in JavaScript, which I don't think there's any like prohibition against or content security policy. I think it's just maybe deprecated or something um, or like not recommended, kind of like eval. It's like you go on MDM and they tell you not to use it, but they kind of have to keep it around because all these apps use it. Um, but yeah, if we didn't have with and instead we just like looped through your X data object and created variables for each property with that name and then let you do stuff to them. Well, their changes wouldn't be tracked if you if I said like let foo equals object dot foo, and then you said foo equals bar, it would change foo to bar. It wouldn't mutate your object, so views your activity engine wouldn't pick it up. But forget that for a second. We're just talking the magics. If I say let dollar sign l equals object dot dollar sign l or something, it just triggered the get right there instead of making it lazy. So I have to, basically, I would have to run every magic for every single element or evaluation on the entire page, which would be so expensive. So instead, it's totally lazy. And if you're not using magics, you're not really impacted by any performance at all. Um, it just, yeah, they only tax you when they're used, which is great. Um, so yeah, so that's how magics work in Alpine. I just think it's kind of a fun little explanation of a core thing. It's been around forever. Um, but sometimes like today I was reminded of the beauty of it, um, in a sense. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's just kind of a beautiful little system or at least the, the happy, uh, circumstances where, where it's like, oh, I can just use, um, you know, like 
dollar sign mod, or, or I can just use all these JavaScript internal, somewhat dangerous, somewhat bare bones things and the stars align. And then I can create this nice little API for you to use and never think about any of this stuff. So see ya.